Coronary artery disease. For some, it may come as a surprise when the serious symptoms emerge, but the truth is, the problems that cause this have been building inside us for years. Welcome to Doc Talk, presented by Montefiore St. Luke's Cornwall. I'm Aileen Ellis. Here to tell us about the risk factors that set up heart problems and what we can do about them is interventional cardiologist Dr. Ahmed Hadid. Welcome. Thank you. Let's begin with an explanation, please, of what is coronary artery disease. So coronary artery disease is what's known as hardening of the arteries. Uh, normal heart have arteries that sit on top of the heart, provide enough blood for the muscle to work regularly. When a plaque builds up inside those arteries, cause what's called hardening of the arteries, at one point can lead to lack of blood coming to this muscle, it lead to some symptoms, what we call angina or heart attack. And let's go over some of the risk factors for this, beginning with both having high LDL and low HDL, and that surprised me that both of those might cause problems. Is that correct? That's absolutely right. So as we know, that is, uh, several health conditions and risk factor can lead to what we call hardening of the artery or coronary artery disease. One of the major risk factors, which we call high cholesterol or hyperlipidemia. The cholesterol is a waxy, fat-like substance made by the liver or found in certain food. So the liver make enough for our body needs. And the other source that the cholesterol comes from is from the food that we eat. When there is imbalance and there is extra cholesterol, this cholesterol can build up in the walls of the artery, including those of the heart, and this will lead to narrowing of the arteries and decrease the blood flow to the heart and some other major organs like a brain, kidney, and other parts of the body. There is two main types of the blood cholesterol, LDL, or what's known as low-density lipoprotein. It's considered the bad cholesterol because that's the one that causes the buildup plaque in the arteries. HDL, it's called high-density lipoprotein, considered to be the good cholesterol. As a matter of fact, it's a protection against heart disease. So what we will need, we need to lower the LDL and make the HDL higher. Could you go over the numbers for me of when we get our blood tests on that? What is considered the right number for LDL and the right number for HDL? Again, high cholesterol usually have no sign of symptoms. And the only way to know whether you have high cholesterol is to get your cholesterol checked. We do fasting blood work called lipid profile, fasting lipid profile. And when we get this lab work, there is no one number fit everybody because depending on the patient risk factors, this is where we have to see what's our optimal number. In general, our total cholesterol number should be below 200. LDL, preferably to be below 100. Patients who had higher risk factor or they are diabetic or have heart disease, we really strive to get their LDL lower as low as below 70. And we like the HDL above 40, and if it's higher, definitely it's better. Now, you mentioned other risk factors, and I assume one of those might be high blood pressure. So high blood pressure is a major risk factor for heart disease. Basically, it's a medical condition that happens when the pressure of the blood in your arteries 
and other vessels too high. If the blood pressure is not well controlled, that can lead to major damage in the organs, again, the major organs like the heart, the kidney, and the brain. High blood pressure is often called the silent killer because usually has no symptoms. And the only way to know whether you have high blood pressure is to measure your blood pressure during your yearly physical exam or on your own. Uh, normal blood pressure, we like it to be below 140 over 80. 140 is the systolic blood pressure. 80 is the diastolic blood pressure. And definitely lower blood pressure. A lot of other committees like to have the blood pressure lower than that, preferably to be below 130 over 80. And let's move on to some of the other risk factors like diabetes and obesity. Diabetes is a major risk factor for heart disease. Diabetes is when the blood sugar starts to build up in the blood and can lead to more plaque in the arteries and more blockages. As a matter of fact, we know now that the risk of having complication from heart disease and death is higher in patients who are diabetic. So we consider diabetes major risk of heart disease. Usually we do a fasting blood sugar to make sure that the blood sugar is normal. The normal value is around 100. The other important number, what's called hemoglobin, A1C, that's an average blood sugar number for 90 days, preferably to be below 6.5%. And as far as obesity is concerned, I've always heard that if you have uh, fat around the middle in particular, that that's not good. That's absolutely right. So obesity is the excess body fat. It's linked to higher bad cholesterol that we talked about earlier, the LDL, and the triglyceride level. And it also it will lead to lower good cholesterol, the HDL. So obesity can lead also to high blood pressure, diabetes, and that's how it will increase the chance of having heart disease. So it's very important to have a healthy lifestyle, regular exercise program, and talk to your doctor about the best way to treat your obesity. And finally, I guess the most common one that really can set things off in addition to everything else is smoking. You're absolutely right. So tobacco use is one of the major risk factors for having heart disease. We know that cigarette smoking can damage the heart and the blood vessel and increase the risk of atherosclerosis or hardening of the arteries, what we call coronary artery disease and heart attack. Also, nicotine can increase the blood pressure. Not only smokers have increased risk of heart disease, we know now that even secondhand smokers, they have increased risk of having heart disease. So definitely quit smoking is a very important in preventing heart disease. So our risk also just increases with age, like for example, postmenopausal women or men who are getting older, if you could talk a little about that. So heart disease can happen definitely at any age, but definitely the risk of developing coronary artery disease or atherosclerosis goes up with the age. And it's interesting to talk to you because then we've got this sort of silent problem in a way, which is the family history. And you could be, if I understand this correctly, many of these factors could be in pretty good shape. But if your family history is there, then you need to know about that. It's very important. So definitely when you talk to your physician 
and especially if you have a, what we call strong family history of premature heart disease, that's a significant risk factor. So as you mentioned, I always sometimes see some patients who are in very good shape. They do everything the right way. They're very concerned because they have a strong family history of heart disease. Somebody in their family developed heart disease or a blockage in their arteries in young age. This particular area is required definitely more research. In general, we know that our genes pass from one generation to the other. And genetic factors likely play some role in high blood pressure, heart disease. So if any patient have a strong family history of heart disease, a brother or a sister who have heart disease in a mid-age, that definitely will increase his risk of having heart disease. So how often do you recommend that a patient who doesn't have a family history get these tests that you've talked about for cholesterol and blood pressure and diabetes? At least once a year, during yearly exam, should have a fasting lipid profile, fasting glucose test, check the blood pressure, and discuss the risk factor of heart disease and try to prevent any further problem. We know now that promoting healthy lifestyle, healthy diet, exercise, losing weight, no smoking, all this will decrease the chance of having coronary artery disease significantly. And for somebody who, for whatever reason, isn't as motivated as they might be on their own, what's your advice? Definitely, I will always remind them an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of a cure. And they should explore their risk of heart disease at least what's recommended by the American Heart Association, walking 15 to 20 minutes, normal walk every day, that's a good way of starting. And is that fairly fast walking? Uh, brisk walk. And how does that help, since we're talking about our arteries, and I know that it helps the heart as the heart muscle, but it also, does that help to clear out our arteries when we walk faster? It's really the way it just, we know that exercise, it will help to decrease the chance of developing the risk factors of heart disease. So it will help us to lose weight. It will help our cholesterol to go down. It helps the blood sugar to go down. So it will, will control this risk factor more than fixing the blockage itself. Anything else you'd like to add, sir? Again, I cannot emphasize more that an ounce of prevention is worth a bound of cure. And it's the time now to explore all your risk of heart disease and work on it, and good luck. Well, thank you very much for all the information. Uh, you've described these tests in a way that makes it very understandable, and I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Dr. Ahmed Hadid is an interventional cardiologist at Montefiore St. Luke's Cornwall Hospital. I'm Aileen Ellis. Thanks for listening to this episode of our Doc Talk podcast. Head on over to our website at Montefiore. SIC.org for more information and to get connected to one of our providers. And if you found this podcast helpful, please share it on your social channels and be sure to check back in soon for the next podcast. Thank you for listening.